Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Wednesday, January the 18th, 2023, at 10.42 a.m. Central Time. Today's Focus, Pronoun Hypocrisy. Pronoun hypocrisy. Okay, that's not maybe really what I want you to focus on, but I want you to be aware of the pronoun hypocrisy that happens within Christianity. You may strongly disagree with me, but I think it's very hypocritical. Let me explain. In the world right now, you know that pronouns get a lot of attention. If you're on social media, you'll see that in some people's profiles, they will tell you what their preferred pronouns are. It may be him, he, she, her, they, them, we, us, whatever it may be. They will tell you, here are my preferred pronouns. And if you do not refer to them by their preferred pronouns, they may get very upset with you. They may get hurt. They may get offended. They may block you, defriend you, unfriend you, not follow you, whatever the case may be, because pronouns is a, has become almost a, a culture war around us, right? And so uh, it's a big deal. And for many Christians, they're like, absolutely not. This is the hill I'm going to die on. I'm drawing the line in the sand. I am only going to use the pronouns that corresponds perfectly with your bio biological sex. You are a she, a her, you are a he, you are a him. I am not going to use anything else. I I I refuse to cave into this pressure. I refuse to give into the culture because I care about reality. I care about truth. We care about the truthfulness of pronouns. But do we really? Do Christians really care about the truth of pronouns, do they? Because I think there's some pronoun hypocrisy within the world of Christianity. You ready to at least hear me out? Are are you ready to at least entertain the thought that maybe you, maybe myself, that we've all been guilty of pronoun hypocrisy? And this pronoun hypocrisy happens when we open the Bible, read it, preach it, and teach it. Oh, 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 I know. Some of you are like, this is ridiculous. No, we, as Christians, we're the only ones who know how to use pronouns correctly. It's the world that's lost their minds. But just, just hear me out. Are you ready? Okay. 1.30 a.m. This morning, I could not sleep. So I reached over and I grabbed my iPad. I opened up the Sermons 2.0 app. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to newest sermons. The very first newest sermon that pops up on the app, I'm going to hit play. I reached over. I hit play. I heard the following. Listen carefully for something that would relate to pronouns. Are you ready? Here we go. Isaiah 62 is the scripture reading for this evening. Isaiah 62. It 
For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest, till he establish, and till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord hath sworn by his right hand, and by the arm of his strength, Surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies. And the sons of the stranger shall not drink thy wine, for the which thou hast labored. But they that have gathered it shall eat it, and praise the Lord. And they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. So far we read God's holy and infallible word. The text is verses 4 and 5. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, how does God view you? Did you catch it? Did you catch it? He read all of Isaiah 62. 
And there are a lot of pronouns in Isaiah 62, right? There is a lot of pronouns. I'm going to read it from a different translation. Isaiah 62, I will not keep silent because of Zion, and I will not keep still because of Jerusalem until her righteousness shines like a bright light. Her righteousness, right, shines like a bright light, and her salvation like a flaming torch. Please note we have pronouns. Nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be given a new name that the Lord's mouth will announce, and you will be a glorious crown in the Lord's hand and a royal diadem in the palm of your God's hand, and you will no longer be called deserted. Your land will not be desolate. Instead, you will be called, My delight is in her and your land married. For the Lord's delight in you and your land will be married. You, her, you, her, you, over and over, all these pronouns. Now, he read from the King, King James, which is, uh, and his focus is on Isaiah 62, 4. Look at the pronouns in Isaiah 62, 4. Thou shall no, be, shall no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shall be called Hephzibah, thy land Beulah, for the land delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. Do you see all of those pronouns? Do you see all of those pronouns? There's plenty of them. In fact, you could just, if you would like today, just grab for your for today's focus, grab a piece of paper, go through Isaiah 62, and write down every single pronoun that is used. Now, we can look at all of those pronouns, but did you see what just happened in this sermon right at the very beginning? He reads all of these pronouns and immediately, look what he does. Let me back it up. Did you catch it? Well, look what he does. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, how does God view you? Now, he just reads a, a text, a chapter with all of these pronouns, and immediately he does what? You. All of a sudden, it's about us. No, wait, wait, wait. How did it become about me? Well, how did it be? Where did I show up into this? So you're saying that I can take these pronouns and now I can make these pronouns about me? That I can take these pronouns and say, I identify. My pronouns are in Isaiah 62 and that is me. I can just now identify with this that somehow it's related to me? Is this another example of where we just insert ourselves into the text? Who is Isaiah 62 about? Who is it about? Or do we just say, well, 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 in reality, that's about us. How does it, you, you have to know it had to mean something to the original recipients and the original recipients was not you and was not me. It was not us. It was them. It was they. It was when it says you, it's referring to specific people. Now, if you want to try to expand it, you have to at least start here. He immediately just says, hey, I just read Isaiah 62. Hey, everyone, how does God see you? Let's, let's see how, if, 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 I, if he continues with this. I didn't listen very long because I just thought this would serve as a great example of, once again, as Christians, 
We're like, no, you have to use the right pronouns. You have to use the right pronouns. But when we read our Bibles, we see pronouns and we just immediately say, that's me. That we just grab the pronoun, apply it to ourselves. We insert ourselves into the text. And whenever you point this out, people will get really offended and get upset. But I think it's something we have to consider. Instead of worrying about what the world is doing with pronouns, we may need to be worried about what the church has been doing with pronouns for a very, 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 very long time. When something is written to a specific person, we immediately push them out of the way and say, I'm sorry, that's now my pronoun. You're now, God is now referring to me. Well, watch this again. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. Here we go. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, how does God view you? How does God, who is the great reality in our life, the one with whom we have to do, the one who is the great judge over all and who sees us and who knows us perfectly and accurately, how does God view you? Well, in the passage we look at this evening, we are told how God views us. There you have it. In the passage that we read this evening, which was Isaiah 62, we find out how God views, and then wait for it, us. Us. All of a sudden, those pronouns in Isaiah 62, we just now hijack them, and it becomes about us. Now, I, I think there's a problem here. You may not think there's a problem here, but here's what I want you to do for today's focus. Remember that the goal here is not to expound everything. Today's focus ep- uh, podcast episodes are supposed to just give you one thing to focus on throughout the day. I really want you to do this today. I want you to go through Isaiah 62. Just write down every pronoun. I want you to write down every pronoun. Just make a list of the pronoun in the verse. All right. You, her, they, whatever. Just write down the pronoun, write down the verse. Then I want you to go back and try to identify who each pronoun is referring to. After you've listed the pronouns, identified who they're referring to, then at the end of the chapter say, can I insert myself into this text? Can I simply take those pronouns and apply them to myself? Now you have to, you may have to make some argument that, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, Israel gets moved out of the way. The church replaces it. But if you go with that, then how do you, I mean, like, like at some point you're going to have to go, well, wait a minute. Okay. No, wait. Okay. They're the pronoun that's actually referring to Israel, but wait, now that pronoun changes, it's actually referring to me. No, 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 no. That pronoun, that's it. Typically the way it works, if Israel's being judged, the pronoun refers to them. If Israel's being blessed, the pronoun refers to us, okay? Because, which is just a real weird hermeneutic. But I've watched this take place way too many times. And I just, when I heard this last night, I'm like, okay, Hepzibah. Okay, that's, that's an interesting phrase. Okay, what does Hepzibah mean? Who is Hepzibah referring to? How does this refer to Israel? Did this happen in the past? Is it supposed to be future? Like, I have all of these hermeneutical questions about the passage. So when I saw, because the... um the uh, the actual title of the sermon, let me find it here. The actual title of the sermon, go to the Sermons 2.0 app and go to my player, to the uh, player. It's Hepzibah, the Lord delighteth. Hepzibah, the Lord delighteth. I would challenge you to listen to that sermon today. Look it up on the Sermons 2.0 app. 
Hephzibah, the Lord delighteth. Listen to the whole thing. Now, let me make it very, 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 very clear. I have not listened to the whole sermon, right? So he may clear up all of this. He may make it, it may be turn out to be the best exposition of Isaiah 62 that has ever existed. What I simply wanted to do is use that, what I felt was a startling, like he's reading all of these pronouns and then immediately says, you, how does the Lord view you? Well, this text tells us how he views us. And I just thought it was a great example of how sometimes Christians handle pronouns and to me a very odd way. We get so, we want we want the world to be so precise in pronoun usage, right? You better say this pronoun, do this. I am not going to cooperate with it in one way shape or form. But we sit in churches all the time where their pronouns are being completely er- eradicated and we're just inserting ourselves into the text. Look, you can't, I just don't believe you can just insert yourself into any text and take the pronoun and say, that pronoun is about me. Can you take Isaiah 62 and say, well, hey, uh, hey, how does God, hey, listen, today, like, I mean, can you do this? Can you call someone up and go, hey, how are you feeling today? You a little discouraged? You a little down? Well, do you want to know how God views you? Well, this is how God views you. Let me read it to you. Thou shall no be ter- thou shall no more be termed forsaken neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate but thou shall be called Hephzibah. God views you now as Hephzibah. Now what does that mean? You can look it up. I think I've already given you an idea, right? The other translation uh, doesn't use Hephzibah. It says you will no longer be called desolate and your land will no- not be called desolate. Instead you will be called my delight is in her. My delight is in her. Now, so I guess we just ignore the land portion because the land, the land doesn't really mean land. And I guess my delight is in her means now we, we are, it's referring to the church. It's referring to us. It no longer refers to the people who had some connection with a specific land and could be a specific nation and uh, just forget them. Now, it's a beautiful passage. I do believe it's a beautiful passage. And I'm not by any way, shape, or form saying there aren't lessons that can be learned there. And I'm not saying there aren't things there that may have clear application to us or may even have clear application to the church. I just thought it was startling and just a great example of he reads all of these pronouns. And and, and after he's done reading, the sermon begins with you referring to us. How does the Lord see you? How does the Lord see us? Now, again, he may clear this up and it may turn out to be the greatest exposition. So please, today, download the Sermons 2.0 app. Look for Hepsiba. In fact, let me pull up the app again. I closed it. Hepsiba. And that's spelled, if you don't know how that's spelled, H-E-P-H-Z-I-B-A-H. Hepsiba. H-E-P-H-Z-I-B-A-H. The Lord delighteth. Hepzibah, the Lord delighteth. Now, I want you to listen to it. And you can see if, if you feel that it's an accurate handling of the pronouns or an inaccurate handling of the pronouns. Do we inadvertently, maybe not even realizing what they're doing, insert people into the text who don't belong there? 
This is a serious hermeneutical discussion today. It really is, because I've watched too many times. We, we know the text in Jeremiah where, you know, the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you to bless you. And people t- take that and apply it all the time. They're like, no, that has nothing to do with you. That is about those coming out of Babylonian captivity. Stop inserting ourselves into the text. Respect the pronouns. Identify the pronouns. Identify who the pronouns are referring to and realize that that you is not you. That her is not you. That them is not you. That they is not you. I don't understand why, I mean, this is to me, like if Christians, if we can't get this part right, if we can't say, "Mm, we need to recognize who the pronouns are referring to, and we need to be very careful not to insert ourselves into the text, like just some, this is like just basic Bible hermeneutics 101, identify the pronoun, identify who the pronoun is referring to, and be very hesitant to insert yourself into those texts. Respect the pronouns, don't hijack the pronouns and apply them to yourself. If that if we can't get down that that those basic like hermeneutical skills, we're all is lost. The war is over. We have been defeated. Everyone just shut the churches down. Let's all just go home. Let's just hand the Bibles over to atheists or agnostics or to someone else because maybe they can handle the text better than we can. Now, again, this sermon, I'm not picking on this sermon. I'm, in fact, trying to get you to go listen to the sermon is what I want you to do. But I just wanted to use that beginning because to me it was so, he just read, he spent, he took the time, which is awesome, to read the entire chapter. And that chapter is filled with pronouns. I, I haven't counted them right. Uh, I don't have the number in front of me. But if you look at, there's a lot of pronouns. And immediately the sermon transitions into you, referring to us. How does the Lord see you? But this text tells us how the Lord views us. And it's like, wait, how in the world did we get put into Isaiah 62? How did that just happen? Now, he may prove how it happens. He may prove it. You'll have to determine that. He may, you, you may finish the sermon and you may go, well, for crying out loud, he, clearly we belong in the text. Or you may finish the sermon and go, wow. Clearly, we don't. That's literally up to you. I'm not making that judgment here. What I'm saying is that overall, this is a problem. And you can determine if this is a problem. But it's startling. To at, to me, at least, even if he proves we belong there, he should have at least started off by saying, this text demonstrates how the Lord was viewing them, they, and then identify who those the pronouns was originally referring to. But maybe he doesn't even believe the the pronouns was originally referring to Israel. Maybe he believes the pronouns never referred to them. They've always referred to us. But that's your today's focus. In some ways, it's pronoun hypocrisy. We'll call this inserting you into the text. That is your today's focus. For Wednesday, January the 18th, 2023, when you read your Bible, when you study your Bible, do you respect the pronouns?